Welcome to Hell. This is Monster Friends. With benefits. I'm Brad. And I'm Sophie. And we're here to talk about stuff like fucking and sucking and monsters and pals. <laughs> wow, that was nice and pattery. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Oh, yeah, pitter-patter. So, Fia. That's me. Time for host chat. Yeah. So, sup? Uh, Let's pretend that we haven't been talking for the last hour and 40 minutes since you arrived at my house yeah it's not real if it's not on mic exactly i mean i've i've heard that definitely if you haven't recorded it have you loved it all i today i went to someone's house and hung out in the backyard while there was a thunderstorm <laughs> oh really yeah it was really nice it's a it's a nice backyard there oh, what is you, what do you think about that person i i, Speak I enjoy- very 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 <laughs> openly <laughs> and very honestly <laughs> I very much enjoy that person's presence, and I think that they are they're good to be around and also very funny. Nice. Uh, funnier than me sometimes, which is a little intimidating, but we'll get there. Ouch. <laughs> Wait, how was that an ouch? I don't know. Is that an ouch on me, or I, is it uh, like... I'm not sure. <laughs> how, how are you doing today? Well, I woke up this morning, so... Woke up this morning, I had a piece of toast. I unfortunately am in a position right now where I have to help get a a unit rented out. Mm-hmm. And I got an email. Hey, I'm interested. Or, sorry, me and my girlfriend are interested in renting out this apartment that's for rent. Cool. The ad says it's it's two blocks off of, you know, local street. And so we set up a time. And then I got an email, and the uh, the last email was, "What's the address?" So I said the address, and I said, "Looking forward to seeing you at 10 a.m." I got an email at 9:33 this morning. Sorry, this is too close to Major Street. We're not going to be able to rent it. Have a great weekend. Literally, literally, the first line in the advertisement in the listing it says right there two blocks that's amazing Mm-hmm. that's how my day started also it's hot it's so fucking hot today and i had to change out the charcoal filter on the little uh uh coffin the kitchen coffin Mm-hmm. don't worry about it listener i i have beetles <laughs> that eat dead stuff i'm currently I... processing somebody's pet rabbit in there see now our listeners are in fact worried about that that is it's the least smelly of the like bone cleaning methods that I'm doing around I mean, my house. Yes, it is. I... Of which there are multiple. There's only two. That's There's two multiple. It's not. Mm. There's. Mm. Okay. Look, I can't feed euthanized animals to the beetles because it will kill them. I've tried. It's crashed my population twice in the last two years. So you have the dermestids, and uh-huh. then you have what's the what's the other one? The maceration bucket outside. Great, and also the skeleton that's just hanging out in your backyard. And that uh... that rabbit died of natural causes, completely unrelated to me. Yeah, but you still have it, and so it's kind of processing on your property. I was going to give the bones to somebody, but Briar was like, "No, Bradley, I want the bones." So they are being processed. They're not. Be- so they're- three. They're sitting outside in the open sun. That's not... Yes, it is. That's barely processing. I I mean, it's a very passive form of bone processing, but it counts. So three. Can I interest you in some bone processing? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Nice. Okay. So, good God. I don't think I have anything else to say really about this weekend. And do you want to hear a bird fact? 
I, I, I listen. I we, were would. Test, we were testing audio, and Brad was having me just talk a lot, and I just listed like. But in full fairness, I wasn't listening. That's fair. Uh, I said a lot of bird facts. I'm into. See, I turned thirty, and I'm so I'm a woman over the age of thirty. So I need to have my animal that represents me. That uh, is how everyone gets me gifts of this specific animal. Um, and I've decided that it is songbirds. <laughs> Wow, I didn't think it was that funny. <laughs> Sorry, listener. <coughs> I was drinking an Arnold Palmer and <laughs> I inhaled it into my nose like I was swimming. I've <laughs> <laughs> got Arizona iced tea. Arnold Palmer sloshing <gasps> around in my sinuses right now. Sophia, keep talking. I'm going to go off my. Yeah, go deal with, with that. I'll just talk about birds, I guess. <laughs> Don't, hey, don't, don't die. I don't know how to edit the podcast. I'm fine. I don't know how to edit the podcast. You're not allowed to die. Tell them about Okay, I'm going to tell them about birds. Um, okay. Uh, did you know that the eastern towhee bird, uh, makes a call that sounds like it's saying, drink your tea, which I think is very cute. Um, also, there's the, uh, the indigo bunting, um, which is a very, uh, pretty passerine bird. Uh, of course, they experience uh, sexual dimorphism, like a lot of birds, um, where the females are variations on just uh, brown and kind of camouflage, which makes sense. And then the males are what they're called indigo buntings for, which is that they are a very, very, very vibrant blue. Um, this is, of course, for mating purposes. Um, and I don't know if like any any kind of colorblind animal whatsoever uh, could ever miss an indigo bunting in the tall grass or in the trees because they're very vibrant. Hi, Brad. How you doing? Listeners, I'm okay. And do you like indigo buntings? Oh, my God. My dad does. Yeah. Yeah, my dad got really excited about seeing an indigo bunting, and I heard all about it for like two weeks. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. And then I saw a... um... (laughs) Oh, God. I saw a... uh... I have more bird facts (laughs) if you need to go. And then I saw a scarlet tanager in the backyard. Nice. Mm -hmm. Very cool. I got myself an audubon clock which is it at the top of each hour it's another it's a separate uh bird call and i had i had a grandma who had one of those yeah so did i uh my grandfather definitely had one um i think it broke but now i have one because i have trouble um understanding the passage of time Mm -hmm. i've broken bird things twice a day yes well actually because it has a little light sensor on it so if the room is dark it doesn't sound like birds like birds yeah Keep, keep going. Uh, get, Sophia, give us two more bird facts. I'll be right back. Jesus Christ. Um, uh, fu- I, birds. 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 Ah. Facts. I'm, I do have my Kaufman field guide right here, which I understand is a very dorky thing to say out loud. Um, but I do. Uh, I really like the Kaufman field guide. Hashtag not an ad, although they could pay me if they wanted to. I don't know how that would work. Um, but so they emphasize, they use italics to emphasize things that they want you to know, especially things like uh, visual markers on a bird. And my favorite thing that I've seen them use that so far is when they're talking about, uh, the wild turkey, they just have in italics, huge naked head. And I think it's a little rude to emphasize just the huge, it's just the huge that is italicized and not the rest, not even the naked head part or any of the other like identifying features of a, of a turkey, like a waddle. 
Uh, you'd think that would be, I am so glad I can stop talking about birds. I can do this for way too long. Sophia. Yeah. Let's transition to ads. Sure. You first. You, you, you. No, you first. Go, nope. go right on ahead. No. Nope. Yep. No, my plan is um, a response. Continue. Since 1941, our brand has been committed to delivering inappropriate information at inappropriate times. Do you have an uncle who during dinner feels the need to tell you about his bunion? Because we hired him. (laughs) Several members of your family for your entire life have been employees of our corporation, designed to make you uncomfortable at gatherings, at your graduation, at dinner, at every point in your life. If you've ever had a cousin who has told you about their poop, In the middle of dinner, that was us. If you've ever had a teacher who, in the middle of class, you thought, do they have a drinking problem? Why are they telling us this? We don't know who needs to know about their dating. That was us. We have been behind everything forever. How is this an ad, you might be wondering? Uh How are we monetizing this? Well, it's very simple. I haven't had an erection in the past three years. (laughs) Register at your local office if you, too, want to ruin everything by telling people something they didn't need to know at exactly the wrong or right time. Also, I need a special cream for my taint. (laughs) It's incredible. Uh, My ad doesn't work now, but that's fine. It's beautiful. (laughs) That's so so incredible. you assume mine was going to be a helmet again? Yeah. Yeah. Your entire idea hinged on me not having a new idea. Yes. I just figured you'd keep going with the bit. <laughs> I'm doing my ad anyway. Humble humble listeners, let me tell you something. There is a concept in comedy, okay? Uh, Upright Citizen Brigade people refer to as the game. It's like the concept. It's the hook. It's the reason something is funny. It's what people keep riffing on. Sophia here has assumed that the bit, that the joke, was that all my humor was helmet-based. <laughs> when, in fact, the bit was that I was frustrating and annoying Sophia by making the same joke every time. It is, therefore, funnier when I pull the rug out from under her <laughs> by making a completely different kind of joke today. You're And you're ruining my joke by yep. doing it. Enter you your monster. coupon code. Ha! At checkout for a sense of smug satisfaction. (laughs) Go on. Well, now I have to think of a new joke because I will will use this. Please think of a new joke. It's very hard (laughs) of a new joke. (laughs) No, now I put all this time into thinking, and by all this time, I do mean three whole minutes into the joke I was going to make. Dear listener, I do have trouble coming up with new jokes on the fly. Me too. End, end of ad. Listener, are you having a hard time coming up with jokes on the fly? Are you having a difficult time coming up with sob stories on the tiny turtle? Are you having a very challenging morning thinking about anecdotes on the back of a squirrel? Well, you need a different method of speech that I can't take advantage of to turn into a dumb visual pun joke. Fantastic. Nailed it. Sophia, yeah, it's wanna... time for questions. Fantastic. This week's question comes from Ildi. Hey, Ildi, I know you're listening, and I think Hi. you're Brad. And that's Brad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And that previously was an ad. <laughs> so Ildi asks, for monsters with tentacles, anything from legally distinct mind flayers to Shuma Garath, Garath? Mark McGrath, whatever. Uh, Shum- Shumark McGrath. 
Do you think topping for penetration with their tentacles is more like manual slash digital sex, fingering, or more like PIV or whatever orifice is handy? Sophia, your thoughts? I don't understand the question. So when it comes to tentacles, tentacle fucking, that kind of thing, is it more, in your mind, analogous to tentacle fingering or tentacle fucking? In, are the tentacles functioning it depends on as the like tentacle. digits and hands, or are they functioning as penetrative organs? It depends on the tentacle, because in the very fine literature with such things, there are different endings of tentacles for different sensations, for different kinds of things. Yes, you're, you're completely correct. But be given that the whole thing is, I think this question I mean, really... Because they are technically all arms. I mean... I guess it does depend on the creature and where the tentacle emanates from, because there are uh, creatures from where their tentacles are specifically sex organs and they do come from their crotch region or whatever is analogous to their crotch region. And so therefore it would be more of a, uh, a, a phallic uh, object when it is just a tentacle that is just part of their anatomy as like a grasping uh extremity then it would probably you could probably make even regardless of what's at the end of the tentacle um it's probably much more like fingering interesting so your perspective on this is more about where the tentacle is emanating from and what it's its primary purpose is because there are there are uh monsters that their primary if they have a tentacle their primary purpose is uh, procreation or sexual gratification and they're not made for grasping um for example um the uh centauri from babylon 5 they have i want to say five dicks um and they are prehensile and you can use them to hold things and there's a there's a great joke about cheating at cards um in the show but they are primarily for uh procreation and sexual gratification um so i would not like in having sex with their tentacles to fingering because they're not fingers. They don't, they're not, their primary function is not to grasp primary things. function. Fuck. Yeah. Thank you. Of course. Uh, what a horrendous mistake I've made. Their primary function um, is for sex is for intercourse. But if they had um, more tentacles elsewhere that were for grasping, that were prehensile to grab things in whatever environment it is that they're in, maybe they are descended from something that does this. I don't know. I actually don't know a Centauri evolutionary line, and you'd think I would, but I don't. So that's it, is like, what's the primary function of said tentacle? Sophia, are you familiar with spiders? I am, and I am absolutely, unbelievably terrified of where this sense is going to go. Spiders have something called pedipalps, okay? Mm. They're... <clears throat> <clears throat> Sorry, I still got some of that Arnold Palmer uh, trapped in my sinuses. You ever see a spider and it looks like it's got little boxing gloves next to its mouth? Pictures of spider, perhaps? Maybe? If you've seen that, those are pedipalps. Now, with any kind of a bug, if you look at something and you go, are those mouth parts? They're probably modified arms. And if you go, are those little arms? They're probably modified mouth parts. That's okay. just how it is. The scor scorpions, fucking scorpions, they're big pincy claw things, modified mouth parts. Really? Fuck fucked up. Fucked up. Scorpions are fucked up. Love those. And uh, centipedes, people think that centipedes uh, bite to inject venom. They don't. They got little, those little things that they use to inject venom are actually modified arms. They're called forcipules. 
I went through a period of three days recently where I couldn't remember the word force appeals and I refused to look it up because I needed to know that I could do it. Mm-hmm. And eventually I remembered it and just shouted throughout the house, force appeals, force appeals. I, yeah, I understand. I, I did literally do that. That should not be a no. surprise. No, it, this doesn't surprise me yeah. in the least bit. I'm actually surprised that you didn't just message me out of the blue just that word and, nothing, and nothing else. Yeah, free of context. Yeah. So, petty palps. Mm-hmm. I assume they have their their feet-like because petty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They serve a purpose, though. For many spiders, they serve a reproductive purpose. Mm-hmm. They function as what I could best describe as an... I, I'm not an entomologist or an arachnologist or anything else like that. I'm just some asshole. So I would call them... I'm just a big fan. Just, just a big fan. Turkey based or jizz mittens. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And they are That's... used for recreate or procreation. I mean, maybe oh, recreation, well. who knows? But uh, they basically come into their little hands and then just... And so they are procreative organs mm-hmm. functionally but they are effectively hands so they are for the purpose of procreation they are they're for taking genetic material and putting it where it goes but they are hands huh i guess that does muddy the waters on where well i mean they're also not tentacles is the thing this is true spiders spiders fuck it up a little bit though because it's true yeah we you you're you're still kind of i feel like operating from a space of not necessarily humanoid uh, anatomy, but conceptions of earthly bodily construction. I guess, yeah, because even tentacled creatures such as like an octopus or a squid, they are referred to as arms as opposed to any other appendage when really they're not entirely analogous to human arms. Mm -hmm. It's just the most convenient word to describe what they are. We just shit our framework onto everything. Yeah, I mean, mean, it's a useful one for... You know, context, but... Yeah, but some squids also shoot, like, corrosive jizz missiles. They sure do, which... Spermatophores. Yeah. Whereas I prefer sperm metaphors. Mm-hmm. And analogies. Sorry, I don't think that packed up. Hold on. <sighs> there we go. I got a good clean take of my put-upon sigh. I was laughing away from Mike. Yeah. Did we answer this <laughs> Did we answer the question? No, absolutely, we did not. We just discussed it and then mm-hmm. uh, did not g- give a answer. I think our answer is just like it depends on the creature. It depends on the creature. Depends on the function. Depends on the form. Probably, I would say it depends mostly on the articulation of the appendage, mm-hmm. because typically, if we're thinking about digital sex, right, and I don't mean like you know robots and cyber cyber dildonics, teledildonics. We're not talking about that kind of thing. When when you're, using, when you're using a, a, a hand or a finger or whatever, sure, it can be used purely penetratively, but the idea is that there's certainly more articulation with the hand mm-hmm. and you're able to kind of, you know, hit certain spots, manipulate, you know, all around. Whereas with the, you know, the insertable thing, the goal is the insertion, right? It's not typically as articulated. So I would say functionally, it could serve the purpose of either, or we could simply say that this framework is very human centric and tentacles are in a league all of their own. Yeah, and if you really want an answer, you're just going to have to ask your tentacled lover. Mm-hmm. I agree with the thing that you said that was also already agreeing with the thing that I said. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Fantastic. Yep. Great job. Mm-hmm. We did a great did job. You, high, high five. Did it pick up it a little bit? A little bit. Cool. So, do we? Uh, should we answer another question? I do not know how we're doing on time. 
I think we did. I think I think we did a great. It's in depth. Depth. Yes. Just depth. It was good. Depth is the is the uh, is all you need for this innuendo. You don't need anything more complex. Depth is than... all you need. We have two other questions from Ildi. I'm going to keep those in my back pocket for next time. Right, so we've great, answered fantastic. a question. If you have a question that you would like to ask us, send us a tweet at monsterfwb on Twitter, or send an email to us at monsterfwb at gmail.com. If you need, if you're sending us a question, put in the subject line, question, colon, and then do that. Yeah, just a question and a colon, but then like in the body of the email, put the thing. Please do not place your colon in the (laughs) subject line of the email. But if you want us to answer your question, send it to us one of those ways, and we'll be right back after this ad break. Did you know that you can just steal mint from the city and they can't stop you? Those are my taxes that paid for that mint. I can, I'll take whatever the fuck I want. They plant mint because they're really it's really pretty. I'll fucking take it whenever I want and I'll give it to my cat. See if try to stop me. Arrest me for taking mint from the side of the sidewalk. Use offer code mint to just get mint for free. Just fucking steal it. Use offer code. Call the cops. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> So, on to our main topic for the day today, Sophia, which, because we didn't have anything else, mm-hmm. we are going to talk about one of the sexiest characters in Farscape that isn't Scorpius, because we're saving <laughs> that bad boy up. Oh, we have to read all the Scorpius comics first. Yeah. I love Scorpius. Good. Do you want to, are you sure you don't want to say at least, like, you want to say, like, one thing about Scorpius? I mean, we're going to talk about Scorpius a little bit. The- Scorpius is one of my favorite characters of all time, my favorite villains of all time, Mm -hmm. because he has a very singular, clear motivation behind all of his actions. Now, I know that seems silly, but in the show, he has what seems to be a lot of double-crossing and triple-crossing and fucking people over and you know the sort of dickery he has one single overriding motivation throughout the entire show and when you watch it a second time it all lines up with that he is also a dick he is he and he revels in being just kind of an asshole but it doesn't get in the way of his goal no he's definitely doing it for fun which i love which is just i he has a flair for the dramatic, and I really like that in a character. Especially considering like the culture he's working with, with the peacekeepers who are mm-hmm. not dramatic, who are like very utilitarian, very Spartan. And then in comes this fucking dude who is just like, hey, want to see my torture device? It's the Aurora chair, and it is so fucking dramatic. It's a whole production. Also, it can't work unless I have a very sexy assistant. It is important that my assistant is sexy. It, oh, man crucial it is crucial to the operation of my torture device i mean wouldn't it be i mean yes but we're not here to talk about scorpius today today we are here to talk about everybody's favorite crab bug crab uh, chris crab crustacean in arthropod yeah eyeball eaten lady natira a joy now for those of you who do not remember natira and by the way i want to point something out prior to this episode Sophia 
looked up a summary of the episodes in which Natira is present. Mm -hmm. I have not seen those episodes in a very long time. I am operating purely off of long-term memory, which is hilarious for me. This is going to be great. This is going to be such a good. has seen this within the last year. Mm -hmm. Within the past six months, even. Within the past six months. I am willing to wager that I remember Natira and these episodes better. Yes. Oh, definitely. Guaranteed. I can't remember the the sound of my own dead grandmother's voice. <laughs> but I remember Natira. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you... I feel like we talked about this in the Virginia Hay episode. If you haven't watched Farscape, stop this podcast. Go watch Farscape. The entirety of, Par- of Farscape. <laughs> the whole thing. Yep. And then come back. And then you'll understand. We, we, we are not going to try to describe Farscape to you. I try to do that too often. Mm-hmm. I am going to set up who Natira is, though. Go, go yeah. for it. Yes. So there's something called a shadow repository, mm-hmm. which is a fancy way of saying it's a bank. It's a bank. It's like a bank slash U-Haul. Yeah. For criminals. It's a, it's, it's a criminal bank slash criminal U-Haul. Even the criminals are super into capitalism. Super into capitalism. I'm. I mean, I mean, yeah, I just mean that like so many of these criminals, it's like, oh, they're, this is a this is a warlord or this is like a some kind of raider instead of just just mafiosos or uh, horrible CEOs. And they're just they're all like, yes, but we we do use a bank. Though. Well, space is Wild Westy space is, yes, you know, yeah. space feudalism, space Wild West space. I just think it's whatever. really funny that like in this Wild West, even the outlaws have a bank account. Well, it's wh- just good. Where else do you keep your stuff? In a cave. <laughs> anybody could just walk into a cave i guess i mean if it's deep in, enough in a cave and you've made friends with the bear to protect your cave <laughs> this has gone off the rails already continue with the shadow repository continue with the shadow repository. <laughs> i couldn't get <laughs> i dear listener fair listener kind listener warm wonderful amazing <laughs> listener i would like you to imagine sophia going into the woods seeing a bear keeping her distance knowing give it time she sees the bear again. She leaves out a little bit of food, makes sure that she's far away from the food, but within sight of the bear. As the bear goes to get the food, the bear looks up at her. She waves. The next time she feeds the bear, she's a little closer. Over time, she builds a relationship with the bear. She's not a fool. She knows the bear is not her friend. She knows the bear is dangerous, but she is friendly with this bear. One day, Sophia breaks her ankle. It's the middle of the woods. This is dangerous. This isn't safe. Anything could happen. The bear enters the clearing, walks over, sniffs at her, walks away, comes back with a salmon. This won't fix her ankle. The bear is a foolish dumbass. (laughs) But, you know, the intent is there, the thought. Over time, Sophia is attacked by a deer. Why? I don't know. I was probably fucking with the deer, too. Yeah, she was was trying to do this with everybody. But the deer was not having any of it, all right? (laughs) The deer was like, I saw Bambi. I know what the fuck you're all about. Didn't work out. Then the bear came in, took that deer's head off one big old swipe. And then the two of them, Sophia and the bear, well, they didn't hug because that doesn't make any sense. But like the equivalent, like the bear looked at her and was like, and Sophia was like, you know, bunched up her face and hunched up her shoulders. And she was like, and the two of them, they were tight. And Sophia started keeping all of her gold in a little cave. And the bear was like, you know what? Nobody else gets in this cave. Nobody but me and my pal Sophia. Mm-hmm. And then traders came by and they like shot the bear and stole the gold. And Sophia was very sad. And then she took the bear's uh, fur and like made it into a costume and haunted them and murdered them. 
boy, that took a turn. <laughs> I love it. I am invested. Did uh, like what is the conclusion to the story? Do I get my gold back? Oh yeah. Yep. Oh great. And both of their families are starving. Fantastic. But you're like, you know what? Fuck them. But 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 because but. you are a kind and caring soul, you turn to their families who were both living in like adjacent cabins because they're like crime buddies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you looked at all of them while you're wearing this, you know, bear bear thing on you. And you said, you said, do you see this? This bear was my family. I wear this bear upon my body and I took vengeance in the name of this bear. You wear the skins of your fathers upon your bodies and come at me. Come at me, bro. Fucking try me. Fucking try me. Your dad's <laughs> fucking deserved it. Fuck him. One day, one of the children of these of these dudes is out in the woods and I see it, but they don't understand because what is this fucking wild woman wearing a bear skin? And then the next time they see me, they leave out a little bit of <laughs> And then we, it would, the cycle continues. And one day they break their ankle and I do bring them a salmon and they say, hey, what the fuck? You are actually a person. You could help me get home. What the fuck is wrong with you? Can you at least get me a stick to hobble home? Why is there a salmon? And then after, after, after you are murdered by other traders for some reason who try to steal the gold, this child wears your skin <laughs> and the bear and skin. The bear skin. <laughs> And 100 years later, there is some poor, vengeful little child wandering through the woods, wearing an onion of vengeance and sadness upon their head. Hey, weren't we talking about Farscape? So a shadow repository <laughs> is a crime bank out in space. <laughs> Can we take a second? To just... <laughs> okay. That was great. Crichton. <sighs> Uh, who is the audience uh, surrogate in the early seasons of Farscape is kidnapped by Scorpius who has put a chip in his head to get information. You don't need to know more than that. It's not really helpful or relevant. And the crew of Moya, the prison ship he was buddy buddies with, they're like, well, we got to rescue this guy. Okay. So that's well, it. Also, that's... They also have to rob the bank. Of course. Why Why don't you rob the bank? I mean, they, they want to rob the bank so they can have enough money to free Joffy, who is... J- Jathi. Jathi? Jathi. Okay. The TH. Yeah, the, the child of... Dargo. Dargo. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. I'm having a little trouble. Well, Dargo, fuck yourself for forgetting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now... I just... This is neither here nor there, but um, his full name, of course, is Ka Dargo. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the uh, subtitles of uh, wherever it was I was watching, I think it's Amazon Prime, he's listed when it, he's talking off screen and they have the character's name of like, this person is speaking listed it has his first name so it says that Ka is speaking instead of Dargo which is very confusing I was like who the fuck is Ka and why is he talking oh right and then they list Zan as Pau is speaking I don't know who did this and why they have it automatically they a lot of the times when people are captioning they're not people who are familiar with the thing because they're just not they're just given the job and they're told to do it and they do it and they're usually working off of a script in a combination with whatever the thing is i have a friend who does norwegian subtitles and so they're often not familiar with the thing it is that they're subtitling although this friend of mine did get to subtitle of what we do in the shadows nice very cool got that that's a good get so yeah that that's irritating anyway um so they're 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 the the crew of the moya is like we're gonna rob the shadow repository and then they go do it and it's a heist and all that shit the person in charge of the Shadow Repository is named Natira. Dear listener, use your internet device. Go look up Natira. Just type in Farscape Natira. That's N 
N-A-T-I-R-A. Natira. Be ready to fall in love. Yeah, here, here, here. Are you looking? We'll wait. Nice, right? Yeah, right? Nice, nice. Yeah. I mean, like, to check her out. My God. And those little spiny things on her head, they move. They Mm -hmm. articulate. It's very cool. Mm -hmm. They're pointy. Mm -hmm. They're pointy Mm -hmm. on the end. She uses them to cut out people's eyes. She just plucks them right out. Yeah. I don't know if that picked up. You have to. There you go. Okay. She has a thing with Scorpius. A very intense, intense, kinky thing. Yeah. Some one of her organs um, seems to inject some kind of venom, painful venom, mm-hmm. because she's uh, there's a scene with Scorpius where the two of them are obviously having some very kinky encounter and she is injecting this into his tongue. I don't recall this. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure she's got some sort of venom organ. I'm like, I believe thing. you. I just yeah. And Scorpius is like, mm, mm, yep. And he comes like on camera. Yeah. I, I'm hold on, listener. I'm gonna pause. I need to make sure that I'm right about this. We'll be back in a minute. Dear listener, we have returned and. We have uh, some corrections. Yeah, I was so wrong. I got the plot of this completely wrong, which is funny because I bragged so hard about like, oh, I'm going to fucking remember this Hoisted shit. Hoisted on your own petard. Boy fucking howdy. Crichton doesn't even get captured until the end of that shit. Because it's a three-parter, I want to say. Two. I think it's just a two-parter. Anyway, Crichton doesn't get captured until the end of it. The, the first, they're just trying to rob it for money. And then Zargo gets captured. And then, are you looking up a summary? Is it a three-parter? And then Dargo gets captured, and then Scorpius and gets shows sexy up. tortured, of course, like you do, like you want. And and then they uh, they find out that Jothi is being kept in a big lot of slaves that Stark wants to free because the most of them are Bannocks, which is like his his people. And then you know several robberies. Go watch and the episode. It's a really and... good three parter. There's heists. There's Scorpius being extremely sexy all yeah. over the place. There's Natira being unbelievably hot, just all over the place. Yeah. Uh, so I'm a fool, by the way. Zan you... wears an eye patch and looks sexy and is mean, and it's I great. like that. Any of you who are Farscape fans who were listening to me for the first part and just like shouting at your phones or computers, Brad, you fool! You're right. You're right. However. If you want to tell me... If you started tweeting before... If you started tweeting before this, please know that I'm going to watch Farscape in its entirety again. Those three episodes... You've learned I'm, your lesson. I'm going to watch... Well, I'm just, I like, like watching well, it. I'm going to watch them again. So if you have anything to tell me that is like a detail or a fact that is not contained in those episodes, tell me. I would actually love to hear it. If you're going to tell me a correction from the episodes that I myself can watch to be corrected on... Don't. You don't need to do that. You don't. There is no need for this. Share with me in enjoyment. Share your observations, your thoughts. Don't tell me something that a Wikipedia summary or a farscape.wikia.net.butt.asshole could tell me. Okay? Dot gov. Dot gov. <laughs> dot, u- dot, dot co. Dot uk. <laughs> dot org because it's nonprofit. <laughs> of course. Anyway, so the scene that I was talking about was actually way, way, way fuckier than I remembered it being. Um, we open in the scene with Scorpius choking, like sex choking Natira. Um, well, the thing is, is that it's not immediately clear that it is a sex choking thing because it is just strangling. The, it's just strangling. Yeah. And it's the camera switching between their faces. Very, very strained. 
and that's it. That is I mean, all you see. It's immediately clear, clear it's sex choking to me. I mean, f- I, at this time, he has been very angry with Natira, so it could just be, and he has a good history of, you know, betraying his confidants. Um, so, like, you think in the moment, maybe it could be like, oh, he's just gotten sick of Natira. Well, at this point, um, the our, our, our buddies on, on the crew of Moya have stolen a bunch of what they think uh, is gold, and it turns out it's actually space bugs that eat your ship. Mm-hmm. And these this gold was intended for Scorpius, and the crew stole it. So Scorpius is told by Natira, well, actually, they didn't steal gold. They stole these space bugs that are going to eat their ship. And Scorpius was like... Hey, hold on. Were you going to give me a space eating a ship eating space bugs? And she's, she's like, like, yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, why the fuck not? I yeah. mean... Fuck you. <laughs> I mean, like, waste not, I yeah. guess. So then anyway, uh, strangling, all that stuff. And then then it's obviously sex choking. Yeah, it, it becomes like, ah, I yeah. see. And then the little thing from her head, as I remembered, extends forward and it goes in his mouth. Mm-hmm. And then onto his, you can see it's on his tongue. And then y- you know he's come when his little coolant rods shoot out of the side of his head. When he has to pop his heat sink. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then she's like, um, did it hurt like last time? And he's like, the sensation is more complicated than pain my god and i'm like scorpius scorpius we get it Uh, yeah scorpius can get it scorpius you whore i love you oh my god (laughs) that's uh a very popular text post that i like which is um male character design uh concept whore good yes thank you yeah i make your male characters sluttier and scorpius pretty slutty character design it's very good i like it a lot we're talking about natira though checking something if wayne pygram has twitter please don't inform him about this episode (laughs) please don't tell him that i just called his character a whore please don't do this i didn't say he's a slutty little man (laughs) wayne pygram you are a a a jazz drummer and an accomplished actor you very you're fine you're fine scorpius Slutty little leather man in a little kinky suit and sluttiest little man. My silly little epaulet cape. Oh my god! God. In uh, in the first episode, there's a big scene where Natira is just like licking his eye, which I and you can hear it. You can hear the audio is just like. You will take any opportunity to make to to what to make bad mouth noises directly. I will. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pour water on you. Ooh, would it would it sound like? Oh, God. I'm in hell. You know, at the top of the podcast, when we say welcome to hell. I'm not talking to you, audience. I'm talking to Sophia. <laughs> yeah, it's for me. I'm surprised that they don't get up and flicker the lights to go, welcome to hell, welcome to hell, welcome to hell. Anyway, talking about Natira, and we're not talking about how slutty, slutty Scorpius is. Oh, man. Um, well, another time we will talk about, you can't tell, dear listener, but I am making a hand gesture. It's an Italian hand. Somehow... Sophia is making a hand gesture in the shape of Scorpius's presumed genitalia. I don't know. I can't describe it. It's impossible to describe to you, and I will not even attempt. We could take a picture, but that would be inappropriate because it is extremely explicit. It's very obviously genitals, alien genitals. My God, it's... Are they grasping genitals? There's no... 
there's no words. It's beautiful. Amazing. They should have sent a poet. Okay. Again, we're talking about Natira, and we're not. We keep getting distracted by Scorpius. You can you blame us? Honestly, so Natira is a very cool crustacean lady, and I just want to point out that even though, of course, the actress is covered head to toe in these really amazing, uh, shiny prosthetics and appliances, and it's very fucking cool. Real nice very looking carapace. Mm-hmm. Character Natira obviously is naked the whole time. She is wearing zero clothes. <laughs> that is true. She is completely nude. She is completely nude, beginning to end. All she wears is her own carapace, and it is a choice again this is she is the head of this criminal bank and she is very scary she has the weird little crab legs that apparently are poisonous on the ends on her head on her head yeah that instead move, of hair that are yes. that are they are puppeted they're very fucking cool it's a very effective and creepy she is naked this whole time which i think is just an absolute power move because she could you know, throw on a dress if you wanted. A robe, perhaps. I can't see her in a dress. A robe, baby. A robe, maybe. Pants? No. Sure. Uh, uh, pants? I'm, I'm not thinking... Some I'm, kind I'm, of I'm like... not talking like slacks, okay? I'm not talking like mom jeans. I'm not no. talking... We're not talking like a mid-waist... No, she would look good in like big like... Like my my sour camise pants, only probably sheer because... I was thinking more like the, the peacekeeper-y kind of pants. Aren't those just slacks? But they're like army slacks. They're like army pants. But they're, they're like, like military sexy, But they're like, yeah. Sexy... Sexy slacks? I guess. Are they bringing sexy slacks? <laughs> it's terrible. Or like some kind of a, a silk drape, perhaps. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like... It's kind of, instead, she's just fully nude this whole time. Fully nude. Um, which is that great. That happens a lot. Ha- yeah, it does. They really don't... God, how often are aliens just... Balls nude? out. Just, just... Have you ever seen Mac and Me? I don't believe so. It's a it's a notoriously bad movie with a tie-in to McDonald's. There's the, the main character is in a wheelchair. Sorry. The main character is a wheelchair user and there's an alien, he finds an alien. It's 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 ostensibly an ET ripoff. The alien is hideous and his parents are there and they're also nude and weird and sickly and just just uncomfortable. Their mouth is a little unarticulated buttholes and it's just it's very peculiar and unpleasant and I don't care for it. And at the very end of the film, they put them in clothing when they become like citizens or whatever. So the end of the film acknowledges that they were naked. Because the that whole is worse. That's so much worse. If they're gonna be naked, never put them in clothing. And just assume that somehow they don't have external genitals or they're fine with it, or it's like Sasquatch, where like, you know, sure, dick is out or whatever, but like they're hairy and hair is like clothing. But to have the aliens be naked the whole movie and then put them in clothing that's worse retroactively that's makes so them worse. dicks out the whole time yeah it's just this is needless to say it's a tits out look which is fucking weird now like many aliens even in farscape which we have previously lauded for being f- much more embracing of you know alien biology and alien body shapes and whatnot she does still have a a noticeable bust yes underneath the again she's a crab she is a crab but like there's just like special titty caps of carapace. I don't understand what's so funny about titty cap. It's a jaunty little titty cap. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, she is completely nude, which, oh man. Yeah, you know, because we were, I think we got a question, right? Like at some point during one of our Mystery Lost episodes about reptile titties. Mm-hmm. And our, our answer, of course, is titty nice. Yes, absolutely. 
I w- I was looking up another character to see if he was naked. Who are you looking up? Namtar, of course. Namtar does have a weird little codpiece, doesn't he? Yeah, it looks like he does have a codpiece, and he also has like some decorative metallic coverings. Anyway, I think mm. Namtar is sexy. We can continue. Why don't you tell us about Namtar? Namtar is a mad scientist. If you haven't watched the episode about called mad scientist i believe it's, I think called. it's mad dna scientist yeah something like that you haven't watched that spoilers ahead about him it, go watch farscape that's quit like listening the, to this that, podcast that's like that's like first season or something something he started out as one of the test subjects and uh like through dna splicing became very sexy uh i mean very intelligent and now he's just like this eight foot dude with like almost a goatish face but it's like scaly and he has really long arms and these like stilt legs and he is a scary he's digitigrade right hmm digitigrade meaning that like a cat or whatever else he walks on what would be his toes yes 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 he is i guess maybe his face is cat it's 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 a little it, where the forehead slopes into the muzzle as opposed to having he's a somebody's fursona absolutely he is anyway i think he's sexy uh, possibly because he is so very tall and mean. Uh, <laughs> I have ter- I have terrible taste in men, which is fine, I guess, since they tend to be fictional. I, I do believe I've seen men. Yeah? In real life. You've seen one? I think so. I... Mm, no, I, I'm pretty sure. Do they come in eight-foot digigrade with slightly goatish face and also they're a mad scientist? Depends on what conventions you go to, Sophia, <laughs> quite frankly. That's like, this is this is my standard for men, is <laughs> eight feet tall. Men, if you're face. under eight feet, don't apply. Don't apply. Don't even bother. Yeah, Namtar's a real Chad. <laughs> I just think, I mean, and they managed to make his face like weirdly handsome. Like, it's a really good looking face. Like, if you were going to design a weird goatish, catish, alien face. The, the Chad Namtar and the Virgin Bernie. <laughs> Yes. It's another character. It's another character, folks. <laughs> it's a very good joke. Watch Farscape. I just think they made him like unreasonably handsome for some reason. He's just like, he's got like this chiseled jawline and like strong cheekbones. And I'm like, wh- for what? For what? To be sexy? For I mean, what? Do you want an answer? Yeah. Go for I it. have an answer. Is it because Farscape is just absolutely chock full end to end with someone's fetish? N- yes and no. So Farscape will often play with the. The what's the, what what do you call it? not not the trope the um the device the character device of having beautiful beings be evil ugly beings be good ugly beings be bad you know these are Farscape usually when a character is good or supposed to be alluring they will be beautiful or pretty or something in some way I'm not a big fan of that trope necessarily I think Farscape plays it straightforward a bit too much or inverts it in a way that makes it obvious and hammers it home. Fine, whatever. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's just kind of irritating. They don't do it as bad as many other pieces of media do it because it really depends on what your definition of beautiful is and there's a lot of monster fuckery going on in there. But anyway, the reason that specific episode does it is because the end of the episode, we find out that Namtar was originally a test subject, correct? Mm-hmm. And the misshapen being who we see who is his assistant was the scientist who originally was doing the research. So in the beginning of the episode, we are introduced to Namtar being tall, stately, aesthetically pleasing, symmetrical, and his quote-unquote assistant is like Igor. Yes. So the reason he is set up as tall, handsome, digitigrade animal man guy with a codpiece is because 
we need later to have the turn. Turns out he's big, charming, evil guy, and his assistant is actually good. Although I would question the goodness of anybody who would do the kind of experimentation that yeah, would result she did, in Namtar. Yeah, she already created Namtar. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, that that is, I mean, that's just that is just an actual answer to your question. It is. It's a, and it's a very good and thorough answer. But I feel like the other answer that I provided is that horny. Farscape is so unbelievably fucking horny. It's very horny. End to end, there's just, a, you can name like six fetishes in each episode. So, Sometimes you repeat them, but it's fine. Atira is beautiful, yes, which falls I, into that. I would actually argue, mm-hmm. if you were going to make a table, a chart, I've seen this chart. One axis is fucks. The other axis is horny. Where mm. it's like, fucks, doesn't know what sex is, does know what sex is, doesn't fuck, whatever. I would argue that Farscape is actually not that horny. But it fucks. It fucks. Farscape fucks. Lex, which I've also talked about, is extremely horny and does not fuck. I don't think I've watched Far... Uh, not Farscape. That's Lex. okay. Lex Lex is one of those shows where the characters are... There's at least one character who's just like a sex hound. Annoying, horny guy who never gets laid and he's very annoying and he, he wants sex as a generic concept, but I, he, he barely knows what sex is. Farscape, there are characters who fuck. There are characters who are seductive, alluring, who are interested in sex. I don't know that I think Farscape is horny. Mm. When we watch Farscape, how often does the camera, does the show inform you that somebody is hot and sexy? Like, how often does it pan up and down? Yeah, is, whatever. Is, is, is the camera? It's not. Cam- as, it's not is as the as camera often. like auga? Not really. I mean, just something. Someone really sexy just walks into a room and like the reactions of the other characters is like, holy shit. We, the audience, have eyes. Absolutely. I think there are times when we're supposed to know that a character finds somebody else attractive. So we'll get like a music sting or a pan or mm-hmm. whatever. And then a shot back to Dargo being like, ooh, this lady with this old scientist man. I think she's hot. Yes. But then that's... Or that time that he brought that sorceress back to life who stole life, who stole uh, life energy out of Moya. Yeah. 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 These are the things about Farscape that I... I don't know, make it kind of unique. Yeah. Yeah. Listener, I promise next time we're going to have like a well-defined topic. We, you know, we, but we are going to, we are going to keep doing this. Yes. I just hope we're not repetitive. I mean, how many times can we talk about Scorpius? A lot, actually. And you know what? A lot. Part of what makes Natira as hot as she is, is the fact that Crap. like Scorpius, like Scorpius, she has her own set of motivations. Mm-hmm. She is not just there as a plot device. You get the impression that she is her own character with her own things going on. You get the impression that once this episode ends, Natira would continue. You get this impression that before this episode started, Natira had things going on. Mm-hmm. She feels like an actual character who we're just kind of plucking out of her own storyline and plunking into ours. Yes. And I, I like that. I do. Because you, you feel immediately like there is a history between Natira and Scorpius. Whatever that history is, I have no idea how they managed not to murder each other until now. Right. But there is there is Because clearly history. they're very comfortable, A, doing extremely dangerous things if her uh, stingers are supposed to be like super painful or near fatal, perhaps, which one would assume. This was not the first time they've choke fucked. No, absolutely not. But they also are both very comfortable, you know, betraying their confidants, betraying, you know, those near to them and so if they've been near to each other before how did they not just betray each other into oblivion already we don't know i mean we can only assume they have betrayed each other before oh absolutely there's yeah. uh, that's like the thing it just they don't take it personal that's how they flirt they know that the other person 
is single-minded with their own motivations and their own goals and is going to fuck other fuck over other people and they just know that and just accept it and they do not take it. it yeah they do not take it personally very obviously yes which is a really good way i think for villains to interact in general if you want villains to be interacting in a story have them like respect one another's decisions to be a villain even if it interferes with them be like i get it though there was a little piece at the end of the episode that we saw where Natira went into John Crichton's brain to ask the neural clone of Scorpius, is Scorpius going to betray me? And the neural clone said, wow, you're hot. I can see why Scorpius wants to repeatedly choke fuck you. I mean, not exactly, but more or less. Then she's like, oh, he's going to kill me. She's like, ah, I see what that means. Yep. Absolutely. The, not only is he going to betray me and fuck me over, but he fully intends to kill me because whatever reason he has. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if she escapes. I think we just don't see her again. I think she escapes. Um, I was reading on the on her uh, character little wiki page there that like she escapes and uh, there was a word of God from one of the creators or writers or something that she was going to spend some time on Moya for a while. So it was intended that she was going to come back and be a character, a repeat character. But of course, Farscape got canceled. But she is a very good character and she would have been an excellent like recurring Irritant. irritant slash sometimes partner when she needed them when she needed the crew of the moya so you know what listener i will make you this pledge this pledge if we're going to talk about something i will make sure we've both watched it within a few weeks you know what that is a good one that's a fair one yeah listeners this is our pledge to you i want listeners i want you to imagine me brad go look up my my, my bio right now look up sophia's bio because she's gonna do the same look at my bio look at me Look, are you looking at me? You Imagine at me? Brad going into the woods. Imagine and they me. See a bear. I'm, okay, okay. How about this? You know what? Uh, I, I imagine me, my photo. Okay, but I'm wearing Sophie's skin like a hood, <laughs> and a bear on top of and that a bear one. on top of that. But that's it. Only two layers. Okay. And now imagine I'm pointing at you, listener. Am I hot in this situation? That's up to you. I'm pointing at you, listener. This is my here. Let me let me use a different voice. Hold on. Let me get rid. I'm gonna get rid of the nasally part of my voice just for this. Hold on. listener this is my pledge to you i will watch the thing that we are going to talk about within a reasonably short period of time let's say two three weeks before the recording so that i will know what we're talking about and we can perhaps stay slightly more on topic that is my pledge to you we now return to normal voice Here's the thing, though, with our tangents on this episode, they weren't all because we hadn't watched it. Part of it was because I was talking about keeping gold in a cave and we talked about a bear. No, yeah, no, like that's absolutely... Bear friendship. No, 100%. But like just top, on topic would be good. On topic would be great. Do, if we do, could do stick wanna... to like, if we could like stick to um, a single like stick to what we say we're going to talk about when we talk about Natira and not talk about Namtar and Scorpius. No, and that, I think the, 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 those were good. I think the Namtar derail was good. Do, do, do you want to also make the same pledge to the audience? No. Cool. So <laughs> I'm responsible. I care about you. Sophia, <laughs> look at the photo of Sophia from the bio. Imagine and me imagine wearing a bear skin. I'm wearing a bear skin and the bear wearing my skin. <laughs> and Sophia <laughs> looks at you and is about to make the pledge. And then just turns and walks away. <laughs> Absolutely. That is exactly what I did. Listen, I have gold in a cave I have to protect. Fuck off. I'm too busy for this. This version of the story does imply <laughs> that the gold belonged to the bear. And then the bear <laughs> befriended me. And when the bear broke its ankle, I went and dropped a salmon. No, 
No, actually, um, it's still the same story. It's just that when I was getting dressed that morning, I hadn't had my coffee yet. So I got things a little mixed up and I put the put the Brad skin on top of the bear skin instead of inside. It's a little uncomfortable. It is 90 degrees today, though. So maybe I shouldn't be wearing either extra skin. But, why, you know, why do you have my skin in this situation? I'm not in the original story. <laughs> well, you are now. You were the traitor's daughter the whole time. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you know, I I think that's as good of a place as any to <laughs> to cut off this what is going to be a relatively short episode. Oh, we're man, we're really good at podcasting and staying on topic and knowing what we're, we're talking about. We're so good. We're, oh my god, we're really good at this. Oh man, you you should pay us, listener. You should pay us for talking about what did we talk about this episode? I don't even remember. It's been like fifteen seconds. Crab since. lady, sexy crab lady, sexy crab lady, which everyone aspires to be because that's just about how Carson and Jay live. Becoming a crab works. Carcinization? Is that Thank the word you? you tried to not have to say? The one that I absolutely you got, you, just... You, you cornered yourself into saying and then realized you didn't remember up right? No, I remembered it and then I couldn't pronounce it at all. Mm. So thank you very much for, for mm-hmm. helping me out there. Mm-hmm. That was It was very generous of you uh-huh. uh, because then you didn't um, mock me about not being able to say the word. No, I just uh, assumed you'd forgotten how to say it. No, I definitely remembered the word. I just couldn't say it. And then uh-huh. you didn't mock me, obviously. No. Why you would were, I? You were helping me. You were Wait, being are, are we being sarcastic? I'm not actually mocking you. I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> you did make fun of me for not remembering it for not remembering it not for not being able to say it those are very different things well because i i did remember it i just couldn't pronounce it well it, it sounded it sounded like you completely you didn't completely remember it and it was like a song lyric and you were like i was i want to know what love is i want you i was saying carcinization which wasn't quite right but there's more c's than i expect there to be and less z's but you just now said it correctly did i yeah well Go me, I guess. Fucking, I remember the word. They become crab. There is one step. Become crab. The crab cycle. The crab cycle. Become crab. (laughs) She achieved it, and now she is the perfect crab. There's also there has to be some joke in here about. Although she um, does have a like a like a like a person mouth. She does have a person. Hot teeth. She does. Hot teeth. Human tongue. Which I guess is fine because I can't really. (laughs) What are you gonna do? What, what, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're going to paint the tongue? It's a little weird. I mean, you, I guess you could change your different color with various food dyes, but like that sounds like a lot of work. And then you would dye the teeth anyway, unless you're putting on prosthetics. Those are definitely prosthetic teeth. I mean, they're definitely prosthetics. Yeah. I just feel like... Crab veneers? Crab veneers, which is a great um, album name. If Can we end she, this episode? If she, had, if, she, <laughs> yeah. if, she, if she had a creative project that she needed money for, would she use crab funding? Mm. we should have done this episode Scorpius had crabs <laughs> please seek us out on social media at monsterfwb on instagram on twitter we have a youtube there's nothing on it so just don't don't, don't worry right about now. it and i mean you can subscribe it'll it'll boost our ego but it won't do anything ahead. else yeah. i mean you won't see anything currently our this podcast i believe is being distributed on spotify maybe by the time you hear this it's on apple podcasts maybe not we'll get we'll maybe by the time out. we distribute this one our first one will be on apple Podcasts. who oh. knows Hooey, boy howdy okay everybody uh, g- uh goodbye from hell